Before we get started, I want to talk about sponsors that help make this show possible. I've partnered with swimming companies that can serve our international audience. I'm giving away not one, but two Swim Nerd Pace Clocks on the first night of US Olympic trials. Find the link in the show notes to enter. Looking to host your first swim meet or replacing an old timing system? Run a swim meet with ease from your laptop using superior swim timing. You can use superior swim timing with your existing equipment, or they can provide you with a complete timing solution, including deck harnesses, buttons, and starter. SST is fully compatible with HiTech and Team Unify, as well as Colorado, Dactronics, and Amiga touchpads. Go to superiorswimtiming.com to learn more and be sure to tell them I sent you. One of the best ways to build power in the pool is by using a tower. I got introduced to Chuck Destro. Because of the way Chuck designed them, they can break down and ship in a much smaller box so they can ship anywhere in the world for a reasonable price. Use code BRETT at checkout and save $150 on a double swim tower. That means if you order two, you can save $300. Order four, save $600. Go to destromachines.com to get your team stronger in the water today. All right, Joel Fink, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? Okay, I'm fantastic, mate. How are you? I'm doing brilliant, mate. It's good to see you again. Hey, it's always good to see you, mate. Wherever in the world we are, it's always a pleasure. Well, I'm sitting in Delaware at, uh, what, 6.45 in the morning. Where are you at? Uh, well, I'm, I'm in Bath in the United Kingdom. Uh, not in the Bath, but in, in <laughs> the, the city of Bath, uh, which is like uh, an hour and a half southwest of, of London. Uh, which is which is where I'm based, and I've I've been here for the last uh, five years. I, I want to say four, but then this is a tricky year, isn't it? <laughs> Since the last Olympics, anyway. Mate, a lot of people criticise me for picking up an, an an American twang. It doesn't seem like you've got the British twang. What happened? Uh, look, mate, it's it's all contextual. Uh, if it, any time that I go to Australia and, and you know, for, for any period of time and come back, all, all of my British colleagues and, and my athletes and whoever are all like, oh, g'day, mate, yeah, how's it going, Cobber? Yeah, apparently, I sound like so broad and, you know, my accent opens right mm -hmm. out. And, uh, and then, you know, it's the same the other way. You know, if I'm on the phone to my, to my mum or uh, uh, to, to mates back in, in Australia or whatever, they're like, oh, yeah, good on, you know, such a pom now you've sent into such a pom. like i've been here 13 years like you you, you think you know it's it's, mm. it's gonna happen but uh no like uh, i i i yeah i i think i still do have a, a pretty strong australian accent and i the thing that gets me is like over here in in the uk i mean i've i've forgotten that i've got an accent it's been that long you know i've just forgotten and yeah. uh you, you go into like a coffee shop or something and order a coffee and, and whatever and they're like oh are you from Australia? And, you know, where are you from? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm sort of from Australia. I'm half and half now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they, 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 they want to get into a big story about the time that their uncle went to Australia and the whole thing, which is really nice. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 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 it's good. Yeah, population of like 30 million. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that in America, man. I've lived here almost 20 years now, so I've got to give I've got to give part of the credit to America. I'm, I'm part American now. I mean, 20 years is a hike, you know, so. Yeah. But like uh, just for the listeners, you know, let's give a little contextual background in, into our relationship. We, we've known each other a long time, mate. Yeah, we have, mate. We have for like a, a decent 20 years, a bit more. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so this picture back here, um, for the people that can see it, uh, that's the 2004 Olympics. So I came down to Melbourne, Australia. I was living in Sydney uh, in preparation for the Sydney Olympics, which is the, the Olympic poster above it, um, and then uh, wanted to change coaches. So I decided to come down and uh, swim with Ian Pope yeah, at Melbourne Vic Centre in, in 2003, I believe, about a year before the Olympics. And, uh, and you were... 
you were Ian's head assistant coach at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that very true. And uh, look, I, I suppose my my role there was was more to look after the 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 rest of the program, uh, and and you know, so that Ian had uh, more time to, to, to spend to, to deliver in the high performance group of which you were a part. Uh, and, you know, look, I mean, that, that was, it was incredible for me as a, as a very young coach uh, to, to be in that environment and to have those opportunities to, to see guys like yourself, you know, knock it down and, and the, the, the specificity with which you, you did your thing uh, as opposed to, you know, a, a Grant Hackett in, in another lane training for 1500 free uh, and you know the, the way he he went about his business and and you know the, the number of other great athletes that were in the pool at, at that point in time for me that that was just an incredible time of learning and uh, you know of course from Popey uh, in in many aspects but you know j- probably just as much from each of the the great athletes that were in the water at the time that that was an incredible foundation to have as a, as a very young coach. And yeah, I, I, I reflect on those times very warmly. And, but I, I suppose actually part of that hockey is uh, I probably owe you an apology uh, at, at some level. Oh. Uh, look, uh, you know, I, when you're a swimming coach and I'm sure that, you know, other swimming coaches watching this will, will agree, you know, everything. Uh, mm. And, you know, that that's very true from day one. <laughs> and, uh, look, you know, I, I, I gotta be honest, I did not understand sprinting at all. Uh, when, when I was a young bloke, like, you know, starting out in coaching age 20 or whatever I was 21, uh, you know, I, I, I'd been a swimmer myself, not very good. And, uh, you know, I, I swam 400 IM because I wasn't very good at any of the other strokes. And so <laughs> I just figured like, you know, I could just be ordinary at four strokes and that might even itself out a little bit. <laughs> Uh, and look, you know, I, I, I reflect back on my time as a swimmer and, uh, you know, I swam in programs that, that did a lot of meters and, uh, for me, that was great. You know, it, it taught me a lot about myself and it, it taught me, uh, you know, how to push myself and how to be tough and, and how to get it done. But, uh, you know, the, the, the word sprinting, I don't think had been invented yet, uh, as, as far as the coaches that I had as a, as a young person were were involved and uh you know so you, I, I suppose you, you you become part of that experience and then i became a coach and uh got to spend some time around yourself and and others like you know similar not 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 the same i think you're the only you know genuine 50 guy uh and uh and i, I just figured sprinters just did less like that that was that was how you trained a, a sprint athlete was that they just did a little less and that's that's you know i've learned since uh, you know having had the opportunity to work with with some you know incredible sprinters you know other than yourself going forward and in, in, in the last you know five or six years uh with, with, with some of great britain's best sprinters and uh, you know the, the the detail and the the the, the, the parts that go into sprinting, I, you know, I, I, I didn't really understand it until, you know, a relatively short time ago. And uh, so, yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry for thinking that you just did less. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I was way wrong. I was way yeah. wrong. Yeah. Well, you do owe me apologies and, and it's accepted. So thank you. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding, mate. Um, look, we had an incredible group and a lot of, a lot of the group were kind of 200 and above, you know, we ha- and, and they were great at what they did. I mean, uh, you know, we, we had a uh, Massey Rossellino was, was training with us at the time. And Massey, Massey was just a machine. Massey just came in and worked uh, and did and just did work. And, and so I was on the opposite end of that spectrum. The only time we ever um, clashed and compared notes was when we were walking on the deck and we just, uh, we were just flexing to see who had the best ab muscles. That was about the only time we ever crossed paths, you know? Um, I, I think you had him beat, mate. I think you I did. did. Like no yeah. one wanted to say it at the time, but I think you had him. No, I had him. Yeah, it was, it was obvious. It was, it was pretty obvious. I think he knows it too deep down. I've had him on, <laughs> I've had him on the podcast and I think he's still trying to this day to, to beat me. But um, look, Massey was a character. It was fun. Look, we had a, we had a great group. We had, you know, Michael Plim was there, Gian Rooney, um, Matt Welsh, 
Matt Welsh needs to come on this show and, and talk as well. I've got to get him on. But um, yeah, it'd be great to hear how he's going. Yeah, I think I think we even had a young. Uh, I mean, who else was in that group? We had uh, there, was, there was some amazing talent. Who, who have you? Uh, I think you've missed Pat Murphy. Pat Murphy. Pat. Yep. Uh, Ray Hass. Ray uh, Hass was there. Yeah. Uh, and look, I, that 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 was probably the the stalwart group. Uh, yeah. And then there were you know people dropping in from from all over the world. Uh, you know the. the the, the, the Swedish women's four by one free relay were there for a while. Right. Uh, you know, various others would, would, would just, you know, drop on in and, and yeah, look, I mean, it, it was, it, you reflect back on it and you think, wow, I mean, what a, what a time to, to be connected to, to something like that. You know, it was just, it was just amazing, really incredible. Yeah, it was. And, and so as a young coach, what was, what was your role with with Ian? Like, how was it stated for you and him? What was the relationship? Well, look, I mean, to to kind of to, to put it in the in the best context I, I possibly could, you know, I I, I still talk to Popey uh, relatively frequently, and uh, you know, we catch up whenever I'm in Australia, or if ever he's over here, he was over here uh, not too long ago, and uh you know we, we we always have a great laugh and we talk about the old days and and enjoy it and you know i mean i i learned so much from ian uh in in the time that we were working together and you know look, probably the the best way i could put it i mean I, obviously i was there to to help him out and as i said before my my sort of key job really was to look after the uh the, the national open type swimmers uh you know the, the the guys who would go to the U.S. Open, the guys who would go to the Australian Open, the British Championships, like that kind of level, uh, but but weren't the the big time elite people, uh, and and then probably anything back from that. So that that cohort and the the cohort that sat below it that would be like your your national age group, uh, you know, U.S. national type people. That was that was my wheelhouse, and there were probably uh 30 or 40 who, who were in that group at the time uh and then i, I would then assist popey and you know the, the way that spread out is that we would effectively have uh two sessions in the morning where uh the the, the younger guys you know the, the the guys who might have been going off to school or going to uni or whatever they were doing uh would come in in that first lot from you know five o'clock till 7 a.m and then the uh the, the professional group, the, you know, the elite group would come in from 7 till 9, 9.30. And then in the afternoons, it was slightly more combined, but with a staggered start, the different groups and the whole thing. So, uh, you know, my my direct connection there was, was you know, to help out in you know, particularly in that morning session and uh, uh, and then wherever possible in, in the afternoon one. And, and that's how that worked. But, you know, I, I suppose the as time went on, the, the delineation between Popey and, and myself became, uh, look, those who know Ian know that, that he has just this eye for technique that is just incredible, you know, just it, it's something it's, it's something else. He, he can see things in, you know, we, we've been on, uh, I've been on training camps with my swimmers out to Australia over the last, you know, 10 years or so. And, uh, and you know, if, if Popey's there or, or around, He'll come along and, and immediately he'll be like, "Have you seen that and that guy? Have you seen that and that guy?" Uh, he, he can just he can see things that that other coaches just can't see, or well, certainly I can't see. Uh, <laughs> but I'm always grateful to hear about it. And uh, uh, you know that that sort of became the 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 dynamic, I suppose, that Popey and I had in in whatever we were doing in in that environment where. He was very much down the art end of coaching, and I was very much down the, the science end of, of the coaching. So, you know, for me, it was it was hold the stopwatch, get the times, uh, you know, do, do that kind of stuff. And and you know, I, I had a background in physiology. I you know got a degree in that, and uh, uh, and you know, some other bits and pieces. And so for me, that was far more in my wheelhouse to to deal with with that end of things. And uh, uh you know that that again for me what what was that was in my first you know four or five years of of coaching and uh uh it it was just incredible to to be able to to, to watch you know uh a, a brett hawk doing dive 15s 
you know, I'll, I'll give you all the credit, mate. I, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'll give you a five two. How about a five two uh, <laughs> to to fifteen? You know, this is pre suit era. Uh, <laughs> solid, solid five two. That's pretty yeah, good. I, I give you, I give you. Yeah. Or or you're watching, you know, Grant Hackett do thirty one hundreds. You know, long course up a minute forty, and they're all under a minute, and and then how far under a minute in the last couple of. 56, 53, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and again, for, for a young coach uh, who, you know, probably idolised all you guys and uh, uh, it was it was just incredible for me. It was such yeah. a great time. Yeah. Well, listen, you've come a long way. Uh, congratulations on being named part of the British Olympic team for the second time. Is this, this is your second Olympics? Yeah, second Olympics. You went yeah, to Rio yeah. and now you're going to Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, mate, yeah. mate you've, you've come a long way. I got the oh. t-shirt. No. Look at that. Fantastic. <laughs> Look, it, it brings up a great point, actually, because um, for me uh, as, as a swimmer, you were, the, you were the perfect assistant coach at the time. You know, if, if I was to want uh, an assistant, if I'm the head coach, you, you were the guy, mate. Like you, you brought the energy. You were always smiling. You are always up for whatever the task was. I mean, you were just the perfect assistant, and here you are now as as one of the top coaches in the world, coaching some of the fastest athletes in the world, as as a head coach, and and doing a fantastic job in that. So, in terms of recommendations for being a great assistant and then transitioning into a being a, a great head coach, what are some of the things you recommend for assistant coaches who are in that? period of time where they're where they're where they're assisting a great um head coach but but they have ambi- ambitions to want to be a head coach in the future what what advice would you give them yeah for sure mate i i, I just have to pick you up real quick uh I, i'm not the head coach where i coach now oh, uh, come on who's the head coach my, my my title is uh is national coach uh for british swimming uh i'll shove your title mate honey <laughs> uh, my, my my colleague david mcnulty at bath is the the lead national center coach i I'm, i think i'm getting that right uh but notwithstanding I, you know the the message is the same i, I coach my group of swimmers and yeah. i'm the only one who coaches well i have a again a great assistant coach a guy called ben reed Right. Uh, who, who, you know, I, I could probably speak to to answer your question, but uh, uh, you know that that just just for clarity, that's that's where that's at. But but I mean, what advice would I give to uh, somebody who who had that same opportunity? Look, learn every single thing that you can every day that you can, and look, I mean, mate, I, you know, I, here we are, twenty something years on, and uh, you know, I. I I think about my, my my own coaching philosophy and the, the way that that's evolved over over the, the, the twenty or so years. But there there are parts of that that uh, that that were were born and bred right there in in that situation. And you know, for me, part of that is 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 to 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 be on the edge of performance. You know, to 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 get as close to the very best uh, methods of performance, the very best opportunities to, to, to seek out, you know, the, the, the best in the world, the best coaches, the best physiologists, the best athletes and, and learn from them. Hey, look, I mean, like I said, I was incredibly lucky that that was, that was at my feet. And, uh, but I, you know, I, what, what I would say is, you know, if, if you are that 20 something year old uh, assistant coach and, and, you know, you, you're in a situation where you're thinking, you know, Hey, one day I, I do want to be the head coach of a good program then, then you, you got to learn everything there is that you can possibly learn in the environment you're in. And then you've got to find a way to ask those questions about, you know, what, what exists outside of this environment? You know, what, what uh, if, if you don't have any great sprinters like Brett Hawke or similar, then how do you find out about what the best sprinters in the world do? If you don't have any great distance freestylers like a Grant Hackett, then how do you find out what you know the, the great distance swimmers uh, are doing around the world you know of course you know that there are there are media like like yourself with with your podcast that, that, that are helping people to understand that better now and uh, uh you know what, what a great time for for information is you know this this past 
year and a bit with the the lockdowns and the and the COVID pandemic and the whole thing has has just been such a time of learning for for so many people and I'm I'm grateful very much myself for the fact that uh, that, that many great coaches and uh, uh, you know the, the people that I, I hugely admire in the world of coaching have put their hand up over the course of the last year or so and said hey look I'd like to give my knowledge out to to other people in in this time where people aren't on the deck 20 something hours a week and, you know, in the gym and, and doing the admin and doing the recruiting and, you know, whatever they need to do. People have just been so generous with their time and information over this past year. And, you know, that, that's, that's been incredible. Uh, I got, I got to give a shout out to, to David Marsh in that regard as well. You know, who I know is, you know, one of your former mentors and probably to this day, a mentor, uh, but, you know, he's been brilliant in, in this past year in, in sharing information and, and asking others to share as well. And, and for me, that's that's been something that's been incredible. But, you know, if, if I was that assistant coach, that's what I'd be trying to do. I'd be trying to learn that information from everybody I can find because you don't know the athletes you're going to be coaching 10 years on from that. You know, you don't know. You, you might be in a program now where everybody swims middle distance freestyle and uh you know you might be you might learn a whole lot about middle distance freestyle and that's great you know you can become an expert at that but if you don't know enough about sprinting if you don't know enough about distance work if you don't know enough about the the difference between coaching across the strokes coaching between the genders you know then then you don't know you don't know who's who that athlete's going to be in in 10 years time and I, i i think about it like uh that film field of dreams i don't know have you seen that mm. film yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep. uh, kevin costa and uh mm-hmm. you know the the, the the strap line is if you build it they will come right and uh you know the, the the premise of that is that you have that information you know uh you know what what it's going to take for to to have an environment that includes you as as the coach and you know maybe it includes you as the figurehead coach but it, it includes an environment where, uh, where, where the structure is in place, that the right athlete at the right time can come on in and you know, start their journey or continue their journey with you and you take them on to the next level. But you, you have to have that knowledge. You have to have that information. It's, look, something I've learned in, in the latter part of, of, of well, the, the most recent part, I suppose, not the latter part, I'm not finished yet, uh, the most You're young mate yeah the, the, the most recent part of, uh, of of my coaching life is that that high performers don't really want to learn on your they don't want you learning on their time you know that 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 isn't really what they want and so if you are if, if you are that young coach and and you know you aspire to be you know a head coach a high performance coach you know however you want to set the definition of that then then do the due diligence, you know, do the work. And I, I remember when I was, you know, when I was young, <laughs> 20 <laughs> odd years ago, uh, I, I mean, I, I had some of the, the, the great coaches who, in Australia at the time, you know, Ian, of course, who, who I would see every day and Mike Piper, who I worked with uh, prior to, to working with Ian uh, and, and, you know, the, the coaches that I had when, when I was young, but, but you know, the other cohort of coaches around me, uh, you know, incredible people like Rowan Taylor, uh, Ken Woods, uh, look, Alan Thompson. It's a very long list of people. And, you know, I, I do disservice to those people I didn't mention by name. But, uh, you know, th- these guys wanted me to, to, to turn out to be a good coach. You know, they, they wanted that because they knew that, that they weren't going to last forever. Like, like I know I don't, I'm not going to last forever, you know, and that they those guys wanted you to 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 get better to expand your knowledge to, to to carry the flame for them at the point where where they were willing to hand it over and uh or needed to hand it over uh, <laughs> and uh uh you know you know that, that that's that's heavy you know it's 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 something where where when you work it out and I, i'll be honest I, I didn't work it out until quite a while later but those guys really wanted me to 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 keep going because they they knew that they wanted that uh that that quality is the wrong word but that they wanted the qualities of someone who was really willing to learn who was willing to do the work who 
who is willing to to turn up you know with the right attitude to to every session to mm-hmm. uh to, to still be involved in the sport at the, the point where perhaps they weren't they did mate they absolutely look australia does a fantastic job with that a lot of great coaches in australia a lot of good people and i'll give them props um i definitely see that in them but i will say they did not want you to end up in uh england <laughs> Um, coaching against them so you're you're broken their hearts mate but uh we'll we'll get into that in a second but just on you let let me give you some props for a second um look i've been a head coach for many years and and i was always seeking a great assistant coach and i was always looking for that joel fink i was always looking for that guy who would come in he'd be in a great mood he'd be in a very consistent mood all the time like you were consistent with your mood when I came in as an athlete, I knew that I was going to get positive energy from Joel every single day. I knew I was going to get positive reinforcement. You were going to come in with a smile. You were going to high-five me. You were going to tell me how great I looked. You were going to ask me how you could help. You know, you were just pumping me up all the time. You gave me confidence as an athlete. I love that about you. You were reliable. You were somebody that I could trust. You were somebody that um, I, I knew believed in me, which was important for an athlete. Um, so as an assistant coach and, and you were never questioning and, 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 I, and I say that in a way of like questioning Popey to his face and even questioning Popey behind his back. You know, if you disagree with something, I didn't know about it. You know, it, that, that was between you and him and that was behind closed doors. And so I appreciated that quality in you that you came in and you were the best assistant coach you could possibly be. And I want other people to hear that and, and didn't seem like you were in a rush even though you wanted to learn everything you could possibly learn, I think you did that by making yourself available. Like you didn't necessarily need to be at every practice that Popey was coaching us, but you were there and you were available and you put yourself in that position. And, and like I said, you, you weren't in a rush to step over Popey. You were, you were in a rush to absorb everything you could from him to then eventually get to where you are today, which is fantastic. But but look, that's the props I give you. And I noticed that as an athlete, as an older athlete, I think I was a lot more observant. By that time, I think I was 29 years old. So I, I was taking stuff in. I was probably even taking stuff in as an athlete to then be a future coach myself by watching you, you know. Um, so a lot of the qualities that you brought to the pool deck, I tried to I- embody myself as a coach. So um, I, I give you a lot of credit, man. You were, you were fantastic. You still are. Like you said, you're, you're a young coach. You're doing great things. So tell me this. How the hell did you end up coaching on the other side of the pond? Most people leave England to come to Australia. They don't leave Australia to go to England. How the hell did you end up there, mate? Mate, I thought I was on a plane going to Tasmania. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, look, I mean, hockey, it's it, it's one of those things. Uh, you know, I, I, I had – swam at uh, Melbourne Vic Centre, the, the club there at, at Melbourne Sports and Aquatic Centre, uh, which had previously been in a different location, uh, you know, for, for about 10 years. And uh, and I, I loved every second of that. You know, I, I had a, a, a great journey through swimming. Like I said, I wasn't any good, but I, I, I loved it. And I, I, I learned so much about myself during that time. And then, you know, I, I had a little brief sabbatical where I actually moved to the United Kingdom uh, in sort of 98, 99. And uh, that, that, that was more just, I sort of got to the end of my uh, swimming career. I'd finished my first two university degrees. Uh, and, and I was like, right, I, you know, I, I need to go and see the world a little bit that, you know, in a way better than land at an airport, go to a hotel, go to a swimming pool, go to a hotel and go back to the airport. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to see more. And uh, at, at the time, uh, my a couple of my best mates wanted to do the same thing. And so we, we, we packed up bags and uh, and moved to London. And, uh, I, well, not didn't actually necessarily move to London. But, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where uh, mm-hmm. we had another mate who was living in London and we thought, oh, we'll go and start out there and then work our way around Europe and have a bit of fun and whatever. Anyway, I got to London and my mate who worked there, uh, you know, out for a beer or two on that first night. And he said, hey, look, uh, I work at a school and, uh, you know, I, I just finished uh, an education degree alongside a science degree. And uh, he's like, hey, look, you know, I, I don't want to work there anymore. I'm, I'm going back to Australia. Uh, 
do you want to come and see if, if you could just have that job for a while? And uh, I went, oh, yeah, fair enough, mate. So we, we uh, you know, as, as Aussies do, that's just mm. the way things get, get done. And uh, uh, so I went along and met, met his boss and his boss was like, oh, yeah, you know, like for like, one Aussie out, one in, that'll do. <laughs> and uh, and so that, that was fine. And, and so I, I started working there. And on about the third or fourth day that I'd been working there, the, uh, the, the same guy, my boss, came up and said, hey, you know, I've got the word that, that you know a thing or two about swimming. And, uh, and I went, oh, well, yeah, I know a bit. And uh, he's like, oh, great, come and see our pool. And but this is the UK, of course, you know, it's, 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 it's my home. It's where my son was born. It's where my wife was born. Uh, so I'm not going to say a bad word about it. And I'm a passport <laughs> holder too, so I don't want to get kicked out. But uh, uh, they were like, come and see the pool. And, uh, and so I went out the back to see the pool. And it was this like 10 metre by three and a half metre uh, puddle in a in a gardening shed uh and they were like oh we've got this great pool and you know not many other schools in the area have a pool and we've got one uh do you reckon you could run some some like lessons for us in you know physical education and that, that kind of stuff and i'm like oh yeah i can do that and uh so look long story short that then turned into pretty much me just doing that full time uh, because I didn't really have anybody else who could do it. And so I did it and, you know, school-wide and all of that kind of stuff, as, as people like us do. You know, you, you, you get off at a bite, so you eat the whole cake. And uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, and there we were. And uh, so that, that was great. I did that for a couple of years. And at the end of that couple of years, I thought, oh, it's time to go back and uh, jump back on a plane, came back to Australia. And uh, I thought, right. I'm probably at the point now where I'm not really going to have much to do with swimming going forward. I'm, I'm going to focus on, you know, I went back to university to get another degree and, uh, uh, you know, because I thought, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to change direction here a little bit. And uh, uh, anyway, swimming found me again. Uh, but my, my former coach, the last coach that I'd had in Australia, gave me a call and said, hey, look, we've got a, a guy who uh, has, has just quit and I, I need uh, somebody to help out just for five nights, just for one week, uh, just until we can find a replacement. And uh, I said, oh, well, I'm not sure about it. You know, I don't really want to have anything to do with something anymore, but yeah, fair enough. So I went along for a week and that week turned into 10 years. And uh, of course, uh, way it happens. <laughs> yeah, it's the way it goes, isn't it? Uh, you know, it's, it's in your blood, it's in your blood. And uh Look, uh, where was that at? Was more that was that was a Vixen. That was uh, oh, uh, it wasn't quite ten. It was it was more like eight. But uh, uh, I, I got to the end of that that eight years, and like I said, I, I had had an incredible experience, and it had been amazing. Uh, but for me personally, there, there was uh, you know I was I was getting up near thirty, and I was starting to think uh, you know what what do I want for myself really? You know what what uh, what what kind of life do I want? And uh, as I'm sure people who are listening can can attest, and people who have have worked in coaching and maybe teaching and that kind of stuff, it, it does absorb you. And uh, you know, I mean, I was I was all hours at the pool every day. Uh, you know, d doing all sorts of stuff, not not just the on deck coaching stuff, but but all sorts of other stuff. And uh, uh, you know, in, in the end, that, that cost me a couple of relationships and it cost me, uh, you know, a, a whole bunch of stuff. And I was just at that transition point, I suppose, coming into the, the 2008 Olympics. And uh, uh, it, it just so happened that my, my best mate, uh, with whom I'd, I'd been in, in London, you know, 10 years before, uh, had, had lived with there, gave me a call and said, hey, I'm, I'm going back to London. He, he's an accountant. And uh, and he was like, oh, I'm moving back to London. Uh, and I was like, oh, actually, that sounds like a bit of fun. <laughs> and uh, so, look, I, I, it just the, the thought came into my mind. I didn't do anything about it. Uh, but then, you know, if, if you read uh, Corleone's, uh, what's that one called? It's not The Secret. It's the other one, uh, The Alchemist. Mm. Uh then, uh, then you work out that as soon as you've had that thought, you, you know, the, the world will conspire to to make that happen. And uh, oh, I got to have some more thoughts then. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you got to read The Alchemist. Yeah, it was. I do. It was written something like you know, it was written about a thousand years ago. But uh, oh. 
it's 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 as relevant today as it was then. Uh, yeah. But you know, basically, it's you know, what once once you have an idea in your head and it seems like a, a really good idea, everything you do starts to move you towards that that idea. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, I, I suppose without thinking about it, all of a sudden, I had a a few emails and a phone call from from some people in the UK who uh, who were like, hey. You know, we hear you're moving here, and uh, I, I, I'm sure I hadn't told anybody by that point in time, or I hadn't even told anybody I was thinking about it. You know, and uh, wow. but anyway, that that's just the way the universe works. And uh, uh, so, you know, not long after, I was on a plane to to London and I landed at uh, a, a, an amazing place called Millfield in the southwest of uh, of, of England, not far from where I live now. Uh, and look. I mean that, that for me was was amazing because that was that was that opportunity to 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 really run and direct my my own program and uh, you know to, to, and really like the program had been one of those programs that had been a, a superstar program in the United Kingdom for for quite a long time but it had just just started to plateau. A, a little bit, uh, you know, in the kindest possible way, uh, and and really needed somebody with with energy and and with vision, you know, a, a decent batch of empathy as well to uh, to to come in and and take that on and and take it forward. And you know that that to me at the time was was a, a really bright uh, prospect and, and possibility for me to both probably just reinvent my life a little bit uh, and at the same time to, uh, to to take control of something that, that I thought could be really great. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's how I ended up there. Yeah, mate, Millfield, what, what a place to land. I mean, one of the top schools, you know, really in the world, but certainly in England, you know, it's just one of those pipelines, like you said, and, and I was lucky to get a couple of athletes from you at, at Auburn University. Um James Disney May comes to mind as as one of the guys that I loved working with. Who's just a brilliant, brilliant man. Um, got him for four years, but he came from the Millfield School. Um, was was Joe Patching from there as well? No, no, he was from uh, Plymouth. He was from Plymouth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, down the road. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, uh, a great a great school. Now, did you end up coaching James Guy there? Was was he from there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that how the association came about? Yeah, so I uh, started at Millfield in 2008 after after Beijing, and uh, uh, James uh, came to to the school uh, as a 12 year old. It might have mm. been 11 at the time, 11 mm. or 12. Uh, in basically in the, in the January of of 2009, right. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's that's sort of where our our connection started. Uh, look, you know, obviously we, we had a, a squad structure, and uh, and, and you know, but effectively the, the school's on two campuses, and James was at the junior school campus, and uh, and I worked at the senior school campus of you know the high school campus, and the the other one's sort of more like the the. I don't know what you call it in the US, elementary school, I think. Right. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, it, it was recognisable immediately that, that James was one of those guys. Look, he was he was one of those athletes, and as I know he mentioned when, uh, when, when you spoke to him not too long ago, uh, who, who was prodigiously good at, at 11 and 12, you know, that, that kind of, well, maybe even younger, 10, 11, 12, uh because he was a, a relatively big kid and strong and had had a nice background in he'd done some gymnastics and he had done some uh, martial arts and some bits and pieces so he, he could you know manage his body really well and if you're a 10 11 12 year old and you can do that you're probably going to beat other people at anything that you do uh he just happened to beat people at swimming because he, he loved it and he was passionate for it and uh, and that was great and as as part of you know one of the great things about being the uh, the, the director of, of your own program is that you can say right 
we have a squad structure, we have a criteria for each of those things. And, you know, you have to be at this level to get to here and, uh, you know, maybe this age and stage, and this is how that fits with the curriculum and so on and so forth, you know, those bits and pieces. But you also have the ability to be able to say, hey, look, you know, when I see talent and you see talent, talent, then, you know, you, you got to nurture that talent. And right. uh, uh, so, you know, we, we were able to, in, in the very early doors, set uh, an enriched program for, for, for James to, to kind of bring him through a little bit. And, uh, and that, that was great. It, like, like many people who hit that kind of age range and that piece, he, he had a little plateau for, for a little while uh, where, you know, maybe at the ages of 12, 13, 14, he, he, he didn't improve too much, you know, uh, but the things that did improve were, uh, you know, his skill quotient went way up and his uh, where, where he, you know, had been involved with, with some, some programs that, that, you know, because they, they wanted the swimmers to enjoy what they were doing had had been more anaerobically based and you know hey swimming fast is fun you know what i'm talking about uh <laughs> but uh, you know you do a little bit too much of that at too young a age and it, and it, it can it can help you to, to to jump onto that plateau at a point in time so you know we we, we spent a good bit of time backfilling the parts that were missing there uh with, with a, a more sort of long-term uh developmental pathway in place for him and yeah so look that 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 started to turn at, at 15 16 17 when you know he, he really started to get good and you know that was around about the time that uh, that he and i really built our connection and uh and got going you know he was coached before that by by some some great people and some brilliant mentors guys like you and dale who uh was one of my great uh, you know, assistant coaches, it's, it's the wrong term because Ewan basically ran the program uh, at, at Millfield. And, you know, he was an Olympian himself and, uh, you know, just, just a, a, a phenomenal coach. And as, as you way too kindly said about me earlier, Hawkey, this was a guy who had that same energy. You know, he, you just, you couldn't hold this guy down. And, uh, and you know, I, I think it's not it's not a coincidence that uh, that, that those folks who, who really you know drive the energy bus uh, are, are people who who produce these these swimmers that, that come along because you know I, I suppose as we are we, we attract people who are like us and uh, uh, you know Ewan Ewan was that energy giver for for James at that time and and helped him build his experience and build his uh you know probably just build the dream really that uh that, that he could be you know a, a good swimmer he could be a great swimmer and uh yeah look you know I, again this is it's not uncommon that, that these type of things happen yeah yeah i uh, let me uh switch back here there we go i'm still working the system out here joel <laughs> um yeah, James was a phenomenal athlete, and and you could tell was well coached from from the get go. That I got him at at Auburn University, and and that was kind of the 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 idea. Of if you could get anyone from Millfield, that was that was what you were going to get. They were going to be well coached, well bred, um, and and super smart. You know, great school as well, obviously. So, uh, in terms of James Guy, when did he come through the program? To, to, sorry, mate. That that whole last tirade was actually about James Guy. <laughs> oh, that was James. Oh, okay. Oh, right, so, right, right. But let, let, let me let, let me flip it, and you know, you can catch it in the edit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, James Disney May, the, the guy who who came through the Millfield program and and came to to you at Auburn, uh, went on to, to you know to make the Olympic team, and you know that that was. That was incredible and swam at world championships commonwealth games you know the, the, the whole shooting match uh i mean he he was just something else like you know i i i bumped into james disney may uh when he was 16 15 16 that, that's that's how old he was when uh oh, when right. I got to the program in in 2008 right. and uh uh look i mean it, Talent, talent is generally pretty obvious, and, uh, and I, I looked out across 
uh, the, the the field, the mill field, the field of uh, people swimming. You know, maybe 30, 40 swimmers going up and down. You know, on day one when I when I got there, and you could just tell that this guy had feel. Like you know, he he, he his body just knew where the water was, and his hands knew where they needed to be and, and the whole thing. And it was just like, Hey, this guy's going to be good. And, uh, I, I pulled him out and said, Hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, you, you look like you're good. And, uh, uh, I'm like, what, what events do you want to swim? And he's like 200 IM. And I'm like, great, fantastic. You know, <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that'll do just fine. And, uh, you know, Hey, you know, you turn into a, uh, well, I, I kind of, I guess I kind of turned him into a 200 freestyler and then he turned into a hundred freestyler uh and 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 that was great but look i mean he he was he was the whole package you know he was he was a a a brilliant guy to to work with you know he he wanted to learn he wanted to to engage uh he he was a great athlete you know you know and i i'm sure he, he won't mind that you know who knows if you'll see it or not but uh uh diz had uh had had alongside him you know two of the best pe- swimming parents i think you could ever meet yeah. uh you know t- two people who who you know were were entirely supportive of whatever he wanted to do but were never pushing him you know they, they weren't the, the 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 parents with the hand in the back they were the parents who were you know kind of calling him forward uh to to, to just you know do what he wanted to do and uh and and that was incredible. And I, I I'm still to this day in touch with with Jesus' dad, uh, and you know an incredible guy who who could have a, a genuinely informed conversation about any sport that is going on in the world at any point in time. Like you know just not 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 in a know it all kind of a way, but in a in a just surprisingly well-informed way about you know how lawn bowls uh, are progressing at, at this point in time and you know he uh yeah he, he had a he had a great opportunity uh Diz, to to you know to, to come through the, the millfield program and and then you know probably because of your and my connection uh from the past and and you know how well the the Auburn program was doing at the time we we, we wanted you know that that to continue for James and uh, and you know it was just it was a simple fit and I, I think you know uh, I, again you wouldn't want to put anybody in it but uh, 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 Diz Diz came out for his recruiting trip in to, to Auburn and uh, he was he was picked up at the airport by Matt Target and uh, mm. uh, Adam Brown I think right and uh, they'd hired like a I don't know, like a like I don't know if there is a four seater Corvette, but you know something like that, and <laughs> uh, to to go and pick him up, and uh, he he'd just been at, he'd just been to Stanford, I think before before that uh, to to have a look around, and uh, then, then he, he came to 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 Alabama to to, to see you, and uh, uh, they, they picked him up in the airport in that, and and just went, mate, you know, you come here and your life's in a Corvette. And uh, <laughs> no, we knew how to turn it on. Don't worry about that. We had we, we had to pull out all stops. But um, listen, exactly. uh, I got to go there. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, now I understand you're coaching some 200 freestylers now as well, and you've had James Guy, you had James Disney May. I mean, you had you, you you seem to have figured out this 200 freestyle. Tell me about the guys you're coaching right now. Actually, who who are they? Yeah, so I, I've got eight swimmers in in my group just now uh i got two young guys uh who are who are you know just 18 they're both backstrokers and uh they're they're starting out on their journey but just dripping with talent really excited about where they'll go in the future uh i've got uh a a guy who's a uh you know an eight and a 1500 meter guy uh who at the trials here in in great britain uh two and a half weeks ago uh was third in the 15 and third in the eight. Uh, so, you know, j- just off that Olympic qualifying, but with like massive best times and, and did a great job. Uh, then, you know, the, the, the other five guys all qualified for the Olympic team. You got uh, five guys qualified on the Olympic team? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Damn, man, look at you. Good stuff. <laughs> wow. All, All right. right. Oh, tell me the five. Who are these five? All right. People? So those five. Uh, I, the, the one that, that you know, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly proud. I'm proud of all of them. I'm proud of the guys who, who didn't make it either, who swam, you know, incredible best times and swam really well. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, I've got a guy who turned 29 yesterday. Uh, and, uh, you know, Callum Jarvis, he, he's an incredible bloke. And he, he's a, a proper journeyman in, in the sport uh, and, and is just, he, he is the most loved swimmer in in great britain you know i'm sure there's other people who will take umbrage with that but uh uh he was like me then he's like me back in the day exactly (laughs) look to put it in context jav jav was on the uh men's four by two free relay in 2015 which was the first british team to ever win the world championships Mm. on the four by two free relay um and that was the first year that I coached that four by two free relay. Just so. uh, <laughs> uh, but you know he, he was on that team in in fifteen, and they won the world championships. And you know that was one year out from an Olympics, and everyone was so excited for that. Uh, we got to the trials the the following year, and just you know really tragically, Jav was was really ill in the lead up to to the trials. It was a one hit trials, and. And that was it. You know, he missed it. Uh, uh, and it was just, you know, really, really painful for, for everybody that uh, that he missed out. And uh, so, look, you know, he, he he thought about retiring. He thought about all sorts. You know, he's 29. And uh, uh, he he carried on. And, and he, I, I came to the place where he was training, uh, you know, moved there in, at the beginning of 2017 and uh, and took him on a, a, as well at, at that time and uh you know look it, it was it was a proud proud day when he touched the wall he, he was fifth in, at, at the trials in the 200 pre but you know obviously we're going to take reserves for that and nice. uh, uh lifetime best performance at, at, at then 28 now 29 uh for a, a 146.3 and uh wow. look you know that 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 was incredible and that was one of those moments where, uh, although we had no spectators, uh, you know, not even the, the athletes who weren't swimming that day weren't allowed to be at the pool. You know, that it was it was that tight on on the coronavirus restrictions and the whole thing. But literally every person in the arena was cheering for that guy on that day because he is just mm. such a a legend of the team. And uh, so you know, it was it was, it was a, a big moment for him to, to put his hand on the wall and, and make the olympic team yeah well, good for that, you man good for him that's that's a great story i love that oh for sure you look and it, it's 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 he's he's such a, a good guy in my group because i've got a very young group uh you know seven of the guys are young and and he's not as young as he used to be and <laughs> he's in his prime mate he's prime yeah, same age you were when i was yeah. you know, had an association with you mate so yep. great uh Anyway, got him, and then uh, another young guy who's really exciting, Matt Richards. Uh, he was second in the hundred, forty-eight-two, uh, which is good. Uh, you know, he's only eighteen, uh, and he was third in the two hundred, one forty-five-seven. So, look, you know, he's he's a really exciting young talent who is is coming on through. He's he's not a finished product by by any means. Uh, he's you know got a lot to do to. To, to, to keep himself going forward and there's a huge amount of space to, to develop him but he came from uh, another program in, in the UK you know at the time of the uh, or a year or so ago at the time of the uh, lockdowns and all that uh, came from a, a program called the Royal Wolverhampton School and coached by a guy called Mark Spackman who is a, an outstanding coach and uh, uh, you know, put put this guy in the right shape that he probably should have been on the team in 2020 if there'd been a team in 2020. But you know, in 2021, he was able to take that next step and get individual swim in the in the hundred. That's amazing, and he'll be on the team for the four by two as well, and that's very exciting. Uh, then I've got a, a flyer as well, uh, a young another another young bloke who uh, uh, you know I've been working with for a couple of years now, and. Uh, uh, his name's Jacob Peters. He, he's a he's a, just a, an emerging talent, you know, really coming through. And he dropped down from 52-2 at the trials to 51-6 on the 100 fly uh, and, you know, t- to make the team and was second to James Guy uh, and looked just fantastic. You know, a, again, he's a, a guy with, 
with great talent and, and room to move. Uh, so he'll swim the individual 100 fly and hopefully be a bit of a look for, the, for some of the relays, maybe in the heats. And, uh, yeah, that, that would be amazing. Uh, then uh, an, another bloke, Brody Williams, he, he's qualified in the 400 IM. Uh, look, I, I've got to say, my, my, my middle distance guys had a, had a good meet. Uh, <laughs> they, they did. But my, my, the, the average drop from from those guys on a 400 was about four and a half seconds. So, wow. uh, you know, the, we, we, had a, we had a good meet. Uh, <laughs> and so he, he's he's on for 400 IM, but really his his main event is the 200 back. And uh, uh, his he, his body went into an interesting space after the 400 IM. He, he had to get some stuff out. Uh, mm. And you know, was, was thrilled to have made the team and and the whole deal. But uh, his his main event, turn it back, was a couple of days later, and and he, he wasn't so flash in that. And so hopefully we're off to the European Championships next week, and uh, you know, hopefully he'll he'll move that on and and potentially get the individual swimming the two hundred back as well, uh, which would be cool. And then uh, the the fifth guy is uh, a guy called Kieran Bird who. Uh, Qualified in the 400 free, uh, again, with a, a, about a four and a half second PB to drop down to 46, 346. Uh, and uh, look, again, you know, he, he might swim the 800 free individually as well. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a good bunch. It's a good bunch. Mate, uh, congratulations, uh, first of all. Um, must feel nice because I, I, I got the sense, and uh, I'm just going to ask you, I got the sense that kind of, uh, you know, British swimming and kind of put you out into the wilderness a little bit and kind of taking you off their, 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 their top coach list for a little while and to earn a spot back into that, into that place where you get five guys on the Olympic team. I mean, that's massive, mate. That's, that's a huge accomplishment, right? Yeah. Look, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of that, but look, it's, it's it, British swimming are my employer, uh, you know, that they, they have been never ever been anything but great to me, uh, and I, you know I'm not just saying that they they, they really have. But you you know yourself, it's uh, you're only as good as your last performance in right. in high performance. You know right. that's uh, it's it's as simple as that. And it, look, I, I think there's some people don't don't recognise that that you know I mean I, I took the decision to to be in the high performance arena, uh, and right. you, you know you live by the sword and you die by the sword. That's that is how it is. Gotcha. Uh, and, but you know that 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 is that is the nature of uh, of, of the way these things go. Is that you, as you well know, it's it's what 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 was your last swim like? Well, if your last swim was good, then you're all right. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's pretty swimming. I think that's that's swimming in the world. And uh, you know, look, I mean, yes, I'm very proud of the fact that those five guys have have got on to make the Olympic team, and and the guys who didn't, who also swam really well, but. It's it's not it's not just me helping those guys onto that team. We, we have a staff of about around eleven people. I've got an assistant coach Ben Reed, who, as you said, is a, is a proper energy giver, is a learner. Uh, you know, wants to wants to help wherever he possibly can, and uh, you know that that makes it life easier. We've got you know we've, we've got a, a great S and C. We've got a great physio. We've got a I, I'll get in trouble because I won't list them all, but there's eleven. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I got you. Man. You're right. It's, it's a team. It's a team. Uh, you know, uh, result. You know. Yeah. Oh, then, for sure. Yeah. It, it always is. You know, it 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 can never ever come down to to one coach, uh, as you know, uh, because look, I mean, high performance is high performance, and when you're taking people to that that level and and that margin. You, there's, there's no one in the world who's got that amount of energy to to be able to commit so fully to that number of people. You know, you, you need other people who can help and go, right, hey, I'm picking up the slack here on this warm-up. I'm picking up the slack here on that swim down. I'm picking up the bit in between the heats and the finals to to get you into a place where, you know, you can you can move it on from a heat to a final. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, it, it is part of it. And, and, Certainly, uh, you know, my, my boss, Bill Finesse, who's the, the head coach of British Swimming, uh, is is great with, with that kind of stuff. And, and you know, look, I, I don't mean to shoot you down with your question, but uh, uh, he, he's been he's been a star for me, you know, for, through for, well, forever, the last 10 years. 
uh, because he is just such a wealth of knowledge and, uh, you know, he's a guy who's been there and done it all. And, uh, you know, he, 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 he had good days and he had bad days in his coaching as well. And, you know, he, he can, he can speak to both of those things and he can pick people up on both those things. Well, I like that, mate. Look, there's, there's obviously no bitterness in you ever. Uh, and, and, and like you said, it's all on you. You know, you have, you, li- you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You, you put yourself in that position to want to be one of the top coaches and you have to live with the results. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Yeah. And you, you just move on and keep working. Um, you know, I did a podcast with uh, Ian Thorpe about 10 months ago and he, and he came out and, and kind of had this famous quote where he said, everybody in the world swimming the 200 freestyle the wrong way. And it seemed like British swimming kind of took that to heart and, and really, <laughs> really stuck it to the, the 200 freestyle, um, especially at, at the trials. Um, you guys have put yourself in a position now, not only to be world um, champions, but Olympic champions. Uh, you, you get the sense that you guys ha- have got the team that can win it this year and, um, and, and put it together and, it seems like they took on that challenge of Ian Thorpe really figuring out the 200 freestyle. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was all Thorpey. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Thorpey. Uh, the, the thing I think, mate, is actually, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's something you were talking to James Guy about in one of the podcasts where you said, look, you know, at some point in time, somebody will go uh, 139. Right, the, yeah, mm-hmm. the the two hundred free, and yep. you know it, that that will happen. You know, okay, we look at one forty two zero zero at the moment and think that's that that's beyond physical comprehension. You know, it's beyond right. what what people can physically do, but it, it can't be. You know, it 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 just can't, and uh, we, we, people just keep moving further and further and further towards it. And it, it's 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 it is one of those situations where for for however long, you know, we, J- James Guy was the, was, was the fastest British guy ever through to 2019 where, with his 145.1. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he went that a couple of times, but just never really kind of broke past that. Right. Uh, and then, you know, Duncan Scott had a swim in, in Guangzhou leading out the relay uh there where he went 144.9 i think 144.94 something like that uh and and then all of a sudden that threshold of 145 was gone you know nobody was talking about can we get four guys who can go 145 all of a sudden we're talking about how many guys can we get to go 144 Mm. and uh you know that that as i said i mean i've had the 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 absolute pleasure of, of leading that four by two free relay uh, for, for British swimming since 2015, 2014, 2015. Uh, and it's, it's been an incredibly successful team. You know, we, we had world championship gold medal in 15, Olympic silver in si- 16, world championship gold medal in 17, uh, 18, you know, European championships. That's all there is that year. Uh, and uh, and then we got to 2019. We came fourth or fifth, maybe fifth. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, fourth or fifth. And you didn't uh, get a medal. I know that. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and and look, you know that that was a big old kick in the pants for uh, for, for everybody on the team to 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 get like to, you know to be in that situation where we had. We, on that relay, we had the, the fastest ever British man, you know, Duncan leading out in 144.9. Uh, but we, we just, you know, couldn't put it together to, to, to get that, uh, to get on the podium or to, to get a medal. And like, I, I know we were away from the podium by about two tenths of a second and we're away from gold by, you know, less than a second. It was, it was a pretty tight race uh, for a four by two. But, you know, we, we came away from that and I, I, as you do, you know, as we spoke about just before, I, I sat in a room with with uh, a whole bunch of people, and I went, right, how do we how do we ensure that that doesn't happen again? And you know, what what do we need to do to to find our way back onto the podium, to find our way back to the top of the podium, or find our way to the top of the podium? Uh, right. Britain's never won that relay before, uh, <laughs> so you think uh, this is the year? You think you guys have the the team to do it? 
Hey, look, I mean, we've we got to see how the US team plays out. We've got to see how the Australian team plays out because obviously they're not selected yet. Uh, but I, I got to say that look, it's it's a bunch of young racers who, who are on that team for, for Great Britain. And, you know, they're, they're, the, the, the sum of their energy, the sum of their ability is, is something really special. And, you know, I, it, it's, it's going to take... It's going to take something really, really fast to to, to win that. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's going to take the world record, but it's going to take pretty close to the world record to uh, to yeah. to get that win. And uh, you know, are our guys capable? Yeah. Are they going to come up against you know incredible opposition from Australia, from the US, from Japan, from Russia, from uh, you know? a wealth of nations front uh Italy, sorry beat us last time uh yeah of course you know no one's going to be fielding a crappy team uh it's 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 the olympics and uh you know we're we're going to be ready where we've we've got our our secret sauce uh i'd love to tell you what it is but of course i won't <laughs> got some secret sauce i need some secret sauce <laughs> what is it <laughs> Um, listen, man, I know you're strapped for time, so let me just ask you one last question. You got the you got the Tokyo shirt. You're in preparations. You, you're you're going to this event. Have you heard from them, the committee? The the have you heard from the Japanese in any form of is this going to happen and how is it going to happen? Have you heard any details of how it's going to happen? Well, look, you know, I put in the context, mate. We're going to the European Championships next week. Uh, which are in Budapest, uh, Hungary. And uh, look, of all the meets that we've done so far, this one is the most stringent bubble uh, meet that, that we've encountered so far. You know, right. Okay, it's a bubble. Really, really rigorous testing uh, coming in and mm -hmm. every day as it will be at the Olympics uh and you know frankly i i think this is a pretty good dress rehearsal uh for for, for that environment and notwithstanding that that's pretty much the way that we did our trials or it is the way we did our trials where that was in a bubble as well uh and the, the the only two preparation meets that we had coming into that were both in bubbles as well uh so look you know i, I think the, the more times that uh individual nations and collections of nations are able to demonstrate that these bubbles work. I think the, the, the more, uh, the more ammunition that gives, uh, the, the, the Tokyo organizing committee to, to ensure that, you know, it goes ahead in a, in a safe way. I absolutely believe it will go ahead. Uh, it's, it, you know, I, I think it's just now what it will look like, uh, when, when, when we're there and how it will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've already spoken to Mike. Well, I mean, the great thing is for, for the, my five guys who have qualified for the Olympics, they're all first time Olympians. So for me, it's no conversation about this is what it's been like in the past because they don't know. Right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, good. All of that conversation is about this is how it is this time. And this is your yeah. first time. So it's nothing. It's not different for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's going to be a great experience for them because it's their first time. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. be like, uh, then, then they'll get, you know, hopefully they're all well most of them are, are young guys and uh, hopefully, you know, a decent cohort of them and maybe a couple others will be there in Paris in only three years time. Yeah, three uh, years away. And then they can, you know, hopefully no pandemic, they can, uh, they can really enjoy that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, listen, mate, I know you got stuff to do. So listen, I appreciate your time today. This has been awesome to catch up. Um, mate, it's, it's awesome to see where you've come from to where you are today. Like I said, one of the leading coaches in the world, I mean, we could we could do a whole nother podcast on just how you how you train your athletes. You know, I'd love to dig into that as well sometime. So maybe after you you win a couple of medals in Tokyo, we can come back and, and kind of dig into the program a little bit. How about that? You bet, mate. Anytime. Love it, mate. All right. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate your time, buddy. Take care. Hey, thank you, Hawkey. You're a legend. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Bye. I'm giving away not one, but two swim nerd pace clocks on the first night of U.S. Olympic trials. Find the link in the show notes to enter.